This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. All right. I have been looking forward to this segment all day ever since I read this report. It's called Chaos, the New Normal 20 Trends for 2020. The author, Marion Salzman, is a trend expert for Philip Morris International. She joins me on the phone from Switzerland. Marion, I got to tell you, I couldn't stop reading this. I was trying to skim it, and then I just kept getting sucked in. Congratulations. It's so thought-provoking. Thank you. Unfortunately, every time I turn on the TV or listen to the radio, I feel like the chaos just gets worse. Yeah. I finished the report before Christmas, and watching the last several days, I feel like the chaotic swirl is just intensified. Absolutely. Well, and so much of what you talk about in this report is manifesting, as you say, every time we, uh, every time we turn around. Uh, let's start with... I'm trying to figure out where I, I've been sort of debating myself where I want to start. Um, let's start on on sort of this human level, because you start out by talking about sort of how we interact with each other. We talk about this in my house all the time, you know, get your head out of your phone, um, but also start connecting with people who you are close to physically uh, and in a physical way. Tell me about that. Well, I mean, let's start off with in a physical way. When you even use the word, the verb, we talked, I talked to someone. Did I talk to them with my mouth? Right. Did I talk to them with my fingers? Did I FaceTime with them? Did I simply send a simple 140-character tweet or text message? So there's a, um, we have many, many more relationships in our daily lives and far fewer intimate relationships. Um, we've kind of dis. Um, we've used the computer to sort of disintermediate between ourselves and the people we're closest to. So you could take, I could take a class, I could take an MBA without ever going face-to-face with a professor or another student as a colleague. So you're seeing people desperately try to offset that with things that are high-touch, like the heavy blanket, which makes you feel swaddled. Right. Adults sort of asking one another to hug them, which has a whole other obvious implication in this time because of Me Too and everything else. Right. I, mean, I, I just saw this story today of the Pace University He Too problem. Um, I, I think that we're desperately seeking the physical warmth of another human, but we're not so good at dealing with people face to face anymore. Right. And do you? And what do we do about that? Look, I, I mean, it's so simple to say, wind back the clock. Wasn't yeah. it easier to live in the '70s? And we put on rose-colored glasses and we forget everything that was wrong about those times, and and we sort of. Um, idealize what was, I think the reality is that we probably need to differentiate between friends, fans, and followers. Friends are people you really know. Um, family are people that you're either really related to or really involved with, but it's, it's that, the, t- the tug of, of the heart. I, I think we need to um, kind of clear away uh, all these followers that we accumulate. I mean, you know, an 18-year-old girl may well have two, 3,000 followers, you sit down with her. You don't. She doesn't know very many of them at all. Most of them are people who know people who know people who think maybe they should know her, so they friend her. She accepts that. It's even worse on Instagram in right. terms of people liking pictures. Right. So uh, definitely we need to reinsert, I, I would almost call it simplicity, simple meals, right. face-to-face meals, um, simple conversations, face-to-face conversations. It's... You know, growing up, the thing I hated the most was when your mother drove you to school, you were stuck in the car having a real conversation. 
<laughs> so I think we need to move backwards to some of those. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about meals for a second because I loved what you wrote about because we've talked about it so much on this show, this idea of plant to plate. There's a simplicity element there. Obviously, people being more concerned about what's going into their bodies. How real is that in your estimation? Because, you know, we talk so much about, well, that's sort of a fad or or what have you, but this uh, faux meat movement, however you want to describe it, seems to be uh, taking root. How do you assess it? So it's, it's a real interesting um, bifurcation in a way, because on one thing, we want everything to be very, very natural. We want to eat um, the fewer ingredients, the better. We want to know where the lamb that we're eating, if we choose to eat meat, where it was farmed, where it was butchered, where it was packaged, where it was processed. On the other hand, all these faux solutions that are plant-based, we fundamentally believe it's better for ourselves and better for the planet. So it's a real um, mm. meltdown. And I think it's, it's why you, I, I was at an event recently where they were sampling the Beyond Meat Burger. And it was such a long line of people who wanted it. And the most positive thing they could say about it was, oh, it tastes like real meat. But the other morning I was at Dunkin' Donuts in Charleston Beach, Rhode Island, and there they offering a Beyond Meat sausage. Yep. So here's this place, completely conventional, mainstreaming, trying to convince you know every Joe and every Jane to make that switch to plant-based. I do think plant-based is, is rising. I think there's going to be a pushback, and people are going to still embrace their um, cleaner meats. Mm-hmm. And I also think that a, a next wave thing to be watching for is this real commitment to clean food. Right. Food with very few ingredients, food that is you, you get what you you know what you're getting and you enjoy what you're getting, but that's what you're getting. Right. And I think that, and at the same time, what is a foodie is going to change and evolve? I mean, it used to be that being a foodie meant being very, very experimental. Now it may mean that you're um, slow cooking um, that home cooked meal. Right. Uh, And talk to me about this youth movement. You know, Greta Thunberg obviously has captured so much attention, uh, divisive in a way, sort of surprisingly speaking to some of the other trends uh, that you uh, outlined. But, you know, the youth movement does feel, on the one hand, refreshing and something we've seen before over time and yet there's an urgency about it then maybe i'm just showing my age as a mid-40s guy that that does seem a little bit new in a good way you know that that there is a sense of urgency out there you know i feel like that movement really started with malala and i don't think we can underestimate that there was a beginning i think what greta's done in the last 12 months is really um make all of us feel pretty guilty. If she can do it, why can't we? Right. If she um, can stand up to institutions and authorities and educators and adults and say this has to change, uh, we all pay lots of lip service to wanting to leave the planet a better place for our children and our grandchildren, but the reality is she's the child and she's setting the example. And I think... um, that makes a big difference. I also think that in today's hyper-connected social media infiltrated wor- world, she becomes a role model. One of the things I'm starting to see as a fad are, you know, uh, parents who want their kids to be Greta Light, right. meaning um, lightly activist, just activist enough to get into a good college, right. just activist <laughs> no. enough to build a good network. So this Greta Light movement, I think, is going to be a real phenomenon, especially maybe in your immediate listening area. Yeah. In that sort of tri-state area, oh, yeah. hyper-connected. Absolutely. And I was looking at your traffic report thinking, okay, 
these are parents who right now are in the throes of college admissions. Oh, Don't yeah. they wish they had a Greta? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I could talk to you for so much longer. Unfortunately, we've got to go. Marion Salzman, come back and join us. I loved reading this. I'm going to share it with my family, uh, put it out on Twitter as well. Uh, congratulations to you. Very thought provoking.